Update at noon with Sakina Kamwendo, midday to 1 p.m. And thanks for staying with us. Now, AfriForum's private prosecution unit has brought an application against uh, Justice Minister Ronald Lamula to force the Department of Justice to take steps to facilitate mutual legal assistance in the money laundering and fraud case in which uh, Bridget Mutsepe Khatebe is implicated. Now, AfriForum also gave an update on the uh, Rwanda and Grace Mugabe cases, and advocate Kheri Nell says that the Department of Justice has not bothered at all to respond to anything relating to the Botswana money laundering matter. Advocate Foster sitting next to me and I have been duly briefed by the Director of Public Prosecutions for the Republic of Botswana to inquire about and facilitate any development in the request for mutual legal assistance that was served on the African authorities on the 19th of September last year. So it's quite clear that they served that mutual legal assistance request uh, 11 months ago. Advocate Tira Khosi, who is the Director of Public Prosecutions in Botswana, approached us during June and he had four concerns. First, they have not received any response or to their request for mutual legal assistance. They were concerned that the application seemed to have been lost. Thirdly, he, in his personal capacity and his office, became victims of a smear campaign. And thirdly, uh, fourthly, the, the delay prejudiced the matter in the, that was in the court trial, that's still on the court trial, and the ongoing investigation. Our brief includes an instruction to take whatever steps necessary to ensure that the request for mutual legal assistance get the attention it deserves. Advocate Tira Khosi partook in the press conference earlier when we announced our involvement. Unavoidably, we are now forced to take the disconcerting step to seek some mandamus, forcing the Department of Justice to provide feedback regarding the request for mutual legal assistance um, to the Botswana authorities. And that was Every Forum's advocate, Harry Nell, and he joins us on the line now. Advocate Nell, good to speak to you again. Welcome to Update at Noon. Hello, Sakina, but you, you've got everything I said. <laughs> but, but but we seek some clarity. Uh, firstly, in terms of uh, this um, mandamus application, what exactly is it in simple terms? And do you believe that this will be sufficient in order to persuade the Department of Justice to be responsive in this matter? Um, Sakina, a mandamus is, is something that you force a, a government department to take a decision in a certain matter. To take a decision and take steps. Um, do we hope it will be successful? That's what we can hope for. Uh, because what, how else can you get uh, the Department of Justice just to deal with this? You know, for them not to deal with anything is like a bottomless pit. You cannot take it further. The uh, request for mutual legal assistance, was, uh, uh, as you said, that insert was filed in September 2019. Uh, it's a year later. There's been no response. And nobody can take this any further. Uh, so, you know, may I just say, you know, we've, we've now heard yesterday about press announcements, about uh, investig- uh, investig- forensic investigations that were done. I just think it's fair that all the information becomes available. Information that the Director of Public Prosecution seeks, information that whoever is uh, suspected of, of this crime seeks, so that a decision can be taken on all the information. At the moment, it's a bit unfair 
because the, the public uh, known, publicly known information is available, but the information that the director of public prosecution seeks is not available, and they get no assistance whatsoever from the Department of Justice. Now, I watched a bit of uh, that briefing yesterday, and I listened to yours this morning. I'm trying to understand what was revealed yesterday in terms of all the information and uh, uh, information from the banks, especially uh, through uh, the investigation uh, for Mrs. Uh, Mutsepe Khatebe. Is that the information that the Botswana government is seeking? Um. Sakina, let me just say, I haven't followed it uh, in detail. I haven't read the report, but what I've heard, uh, the answer to that is no. The information that is sought by means of the request for mutual legal assistance is something different. Um, the information that was, uh, that was discussed yesterday is information that's known to, I think, everybody involved in the investigation, but, but certainly the investigation thought is something different. So does this mean that the investigation has stalled on the side of the Botswana government as a result of the South African government uh, not complying uh, with this request for mutual legal assistance? 100%, but it goes even further, Sakina. There's a matter enrolled in Gaborone, uh, and that, for that matter to proceed, they need this information. And... Um, Failure or refusal to provide the information not only prejudices the investigation, the ongoing investigation, but the matter that's been enrolled. So it's quite serious, uh, and um, I really hope, uh, Sikina, that sanity will prevail if the um, Department of Justice, if they go through the papers and, and see that we've made out a good case, that they will provide the information or at least provide feedback, uh, failure of which we'll have to pursue this. So my understanding from the last time that um, we spoke on this show was that your part in all of this is simply to assist the government of Botswana to get the South African government to comply with this request for mutual legal assistance and not to deal with the merits of the case. 100%. And when we last spoke, I thought it would be much easier. I thought that the South African government would act reasonable, reasonably, and uh, unfortunately, it's not been so. But is this usual for the South African government, or is this an extraordinary development on their part? It's, it's uh, the exception. Uh, Mr. Kiriak Korsi, that was part of our media briefing earlier, indicated that uh, most or all the requests for mutual legal assistance get prompt um, attention by the department, this one is the exception to the rule. Uh, so we formed the, the inference that uh, George Orwell's definition on, of equality is perhaps applicable here. So what next? Um, if the Department of Justice does not respond, what then? Then we approach the courts. Uh, there's, there's now a legal process that started. We've served the papers. They, they will have... Uh, I think two, two weeks to respond, to indicate uh, their response, then we get time to respond, and then it's a, it's a normal application. Uh, I really sincerely hope we don't get there, but we will, we will pursue it. So I'm just going to abuse uh, the fact that I have you on the line just to get yes. updates on other cases as well, uh, Advocate Now, that uh, you are working on. You did speak briefly uh, to uh, the case uh, involving uh, Grace Mugabe and also the Rwanda extradition cases. Yes. Um, 
Let me start with the Mugabe case because um, I've got positive things to say there uh, and positive things to say about uh, the Shemana Batoy in the office. You know, um, the director of national, the national director of public prosecutions on the 2nd of June this year wrote us a letter saying they've taken a decision to prosecute her. She said, like the complainant, the NPA would like to have the matter prosecuted as soon as possible, which is absolutely brilliant. And she then said they have already... Um, Serve their papers as far as the extradition is concerned on the department in July 2019. When we inquired from, from the department, unsurprisingly, we haven't had any response. So the um, decision was taken to prosecute. The only stumbling block at the moment is whatever the Department of Justice is doing as far as that is concerned. And it's exactly the same with the Karagaya matter. Um, you know, the warrants of arrest were issued against Mr. Khaparanga and Sukira. And um, we've, we've heard that uh, the National Prosecuting Authority, again, uh, worked on their papers, submitted their papers to, to the Department of Justice uh, for transmission to Rwanda. Um, but the Department of Justice, again, fails to answer questions with the victims. The, the family, the members of the deceased, family members of the deceased, ask questions like, what have you done? Uh, how far, what's the status of the, the um, extradition request? Have you um, ensured that the rate notices are issued? And so forth. But the Department of Justice, uh, they're not concerned with the victims of crime. We'll tell you what, we will certainly follow up to see if we can uh, perhaps get any indication from the Department of Justice as to what exactly is going on, according to them. Uh, but with regard to the Senza Mayua case, also working on that one, Advocate Nell, any updates in that regard? Let me say, Sakina, an update will follow soon. And I'm not at liberty to really uh, say anything more, but there will be an update soon. What is soon, Advocate Nell? <laughs> when Sikina, is soon? Sikina, uh, Sikina, I'll, let, okay. um, I am convinced that I'll be in a, in a better position to talk to you about this within two weeks. Two weeks. All right. Uh, let's make it a date, Advocate Gerenel. Uh Two weeks we'll talk about this particular matter. Well, uh, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And that was Advocate uh, Gerenel, uh with AfriForum, of course, giving us an update on uh, the matters that they are dealing with. And uh, we promise that uh, we will try and get word from the Department of Justice in response to Advocate Harry Nell of AfriForum. And indeed, uh, we have managed to track down the spokesperson. Now, AfriForum's private prosecution unit has brought a mandamus application against Justice Minister Ronald Lamula to force the Department of Justice to take steps to facilitate mutual legal assistance in the money laundering and fraud case in which uh, Bridget Mutsepe Khatebe is implicated. So for reaction to this, we join on the line now by the Ministry of Justice spokesperson, Crispin Piri. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you for having me, Sakina. Good afternoon to our SFN. Mr. Piri, uh, we spoke to Advocate Harry Nell earlier on, and he says that your department has not bothered at all to respond to anything relating to uh, the money uh, laundering and uh, fraud matter that involves uh, the uh, Botswana government and uh, Bridget Mutsepe Khadebe. Can you respond to that? Yes, well, if, if Mr. Nell's contention that we've not responded to him, then he may be correct in that regard because um, 
in terms of international law, we're not obligated to respond to non-state actors on matters like this. However, we have been interacting with the government of Botswana, um, and we have been keeping them updated about how far we are in processing the request. And I must state that we receive, on average, approximately 180 mutual legal assistance agreements all across the year. Um, and from the Botswana government itself, we've received several mutual legal assistance agreements, not just, uh, I mean, requests, not just on this one. So in terms of the, the SADC protocol on extradition and mutual legal assistance, we are required to process these and constantly keep them updated. We had updated the Botswana government on what the developments are on the request in this particular case. So... If Mr. Nell's contention is that we are not responding to him, then that, that is probably accurate. But one thing is for sure is that we are dealing with state actors on this matter. And by state actors, we also refer to ambassadors. We have the High Commissioner of uh, South Africa in Botswana. We are able to engage with her. We have also the, uh, High Co- the ambassador of Botswana and South Africa through DERCO. We are able to engage with them. Uh, we even engage with the law enforcement agencies in Botswana. The Director for Public Prosecutions in Botswana has a direct line to the Department of Justice. And all these engagements are continuously taking place, and, and that's, that's that. So we so, are not obligated to respond directly to AfriForum. We are obligated to respond to state parties. Well, that may be the case, but the reason why Herinel and AfriForum are involved in this particular matter is because they were approached by the government of Botswana because they were saying that they were not giving, getting any response from the South African government with, uh, with regard to this particular case that involves businesswoman Bridget Mutsepe Khadebe. Yeah, I, I can't speak for the Botswana government, but what I can say is that in our engagements with the Botswana government, there's never been an expression of uh, a lack of, lack of satisfaction with what we have been updating them about. And this is because they too would understand that mutual legal assistance uh, cases are complicated. Uh, sometimes it requires you to obtain information from other law enforcement agencies, which may not necessarily be within the remit of the National Prosecuting Authority. Um, it may be some, sometimes you may even be required to info, uh, obtain information from the Financial Intelligence Center and so on and so on. And coordinating all of this um, within our context may take some time. And, and these are updates that they are given from time to time. So, Why would you have to know, coordinate they, that, Mr. Uh, Piri? Why would you, for example, yes, have yes. to coordinate coordinate what uh, the business is between that government and say for example uh, the financial institution body in South Africa when they require information is it not simply a matter of you giving the permission for them to go ahead and provide said information to the government that's requesting it yes but what one thing you'd have to understand in terms of international law if someone is alleged to have committed a crime um, in another country, it, that may also be a crime in your own jurisdiction. And so you are then obligated to initiate your own internal processes to establish whether this is indeed a crime in your jurisdiction. Those are some of the factors that apply, but not just in this case, but in most mutual legal assistance uh, matters. So that's and, why and it's a matter of, of then relying on the advice of numerous law enforcement agencies within your remit or within your country. So what is usually the turnaround time on average on a request such as these? And this one is about a year long, um, this uh, particular request is standing. Why has it taken so long? These requests are not uniform, so they're not always going to be the same. Various, uh, most of them relate to numerous types of crimes. So in the main, it really depends 
on what the the, the government um, or the, the government requesting the information is trying to investigate. Sometimes it can take a year. Sometimes it can take six months. Sometimes it can take two years. It even takes longer in some instances uh, because of the nature of the crimes uh, determined require the law enforcement agencies on this end to do a little bit of legwork. Sometimes it may even require us to have contact with Interpol to understand certain facts about what is being requested out of, of us. So in this particular case, what exactly would the South African government be investigating? Because there is no such matter on the court rolls, whereas this matter is on the roll in Botswana. Well, I'm not going to say what the South African government is investigating. And also, it's not correct that for something to be investigated, it has to be on a court roll. Um, you investigate first and then you bring charges, then you place it on the court roll. Hence, I'm so asking, what are you I'm investigating? Not saying, I'm not saying in this case something is being investigated, but I'm saying in in other cases, what may happen is that there are investigations that are undertaken by the local authorities first. And that is just the nature of mutual legal assistance, assistance is that mm. something has to transpire locally. But I'm not in a position to speak specifically about this case because naturally that may uh, prejudice the diplomatic channels upon which we communicate with the Botswana government. But safe to say that the Botswana government are fully aware of what is being done in this case. So surely then you would have broached the subject uh, since you received a request from Gerinal and Afri Forum on behalf of that government. Uh, did you not ask them why then they, you were receiving a request via this particular channel when you are in communication and contact with them directly? As I understand, that is a conversation that's taking place between DERCO at the diplomatic level between the, our counterparts in Botswana. Um, but as, as we are obligated to do, we are obligated to respond to the Botswana government with updated information as they require them. And that's what we have been doing. But for the specific diplomatic relations, uh, the Department of uh, International Relations and Cooperation are attending to such issues. And with regard to a few other matters that he raises uh, in the matters, the extradition matters involving uh, Grace Mugabe and uh, the Karega uh, matter in Rwanda, why is it that um, the South African government has not followed through on the requests that were put to them by the NPA? Um, as he's correctly said, so there is work that has been done by the NPA and it is ongoing, and once we have the full go-ahead from the NPA, that indeed we are now in a position to, to like I had said previously, to charge or to ensure that we are able to bring such matters before a court, then we will be obligated to do the necessary work to ensure that extradition does happen. The so understanding that is, the is that, that is those are the papers that are currently before your department. The NPA has done the work. They have submitted uh, the uh, papers to your department, and that's where it's stalled. Yes, and this is an update that was provided to Mr. Nell quite recently. So the next leg of the work is to ensure that we then initiate the extradition process as is required in terms of the static protocol where necessary. I think even Rwanda may fall under the static protocol, so we may also then have to initiate it in terms of those international laws. Before that, these things are done not on a whim of a particular uh, right-wing agency, but they are done in terms of international law and due process. And there's 
I don't think this is about right-wing sentiments, Mr. Piri. I think that is a misplaced. I think that is misplaced in this instance because this is about legal processes. And again, as I say, you can call it right-wing all you like. Kerry Nell did not wake up one day and say, uh, you know what, let's uh, go and uh, approach the South African uh, government. Uh, let's go and approach uh, them to actually give these uh, the legal, legal mutual assistance that Botswana is seeking. It is that country's government that approached them because they were getting no joy from our government. Uh, that's what is being claimed, but um, it's never been said so on diplomatic channels. It has never, never been, been refuted either. Have they refuted well, well, it? We, well, I can't speak for the Botswana government. But because they haven't refuted these it. Not being, these things are not being raised in diplomatic channels where they should be. Um, and that is, that is what is curious about this matter. And that's why we have been consistent to say on matters of this nature, we do not respond to non-state parties. We constantly update our international um, uh, players and stakeholders around what we are doing on these matters. Because... Ultimately, in terms of our own constitution, Section 232 to be precise, we are obligated to implement international law protocols. We are parties to the UNCAC uh, treaty as well, which is the United Nations Corruption Anti- Anti-Corruption Protocol. We are parties to the SADC protocol. We have bilateral agreements with most of these countries. So we are obligated in terms of our own laws to ensure so, that we comply with these requests. And there's no reason why we would not do so. It, in other words, we fall foul of our own constitution. We should wait and we will know when you are good and ready. No, in other words, the Botswana government is fully aware of what is happening. And as far as we know, they have not raised any formal complaint through the diplomatic channels about the information that they've received to date. Well, let's leave it there. Crispin Peary, Ministry of Justice spokesperson, and that is their response.